Oh, sorry, we're good. We're good? Oh, I was waiting we're for good. you to say we're good. All right. I was saying for the first perfect time, but uh, it's not the perfect time again. It's fine. Yep. It's fine. Welcome. W welcome to the fine 164th episode <laughs> of Respawn A Fire, the kick-ass, kind of fine, irreverent gaming podcast from Affable Idiots. I am Holden Depardo. I'm here with... Chad Michael Innes. Well, I thought that's not your name. What are you talking about? This is the first time anyone's seen this intro of episode 164. Well... Your name is Gucci, and we're just sticking with that. Gucci. Because earlier, Chad says his name is Gucci, and in an earlier take that doesn't actually exist. Anyway, Gucci and I will now do the podcast every <laughs> Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. Put us in your ears with your favorite podcast service, or put us in your eyes by searching for Respawning Fire on YouTube. Uh, that's right. We've got into the third dimension with 2D video, and if you want to add the fourth dimension of time, well, you're already hearing this right now on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash affiliates. Wanted to say .com. It's not .com. Not .com. No matter it's what Homestar Winner says. I'm Homestar Winner. <laughs> our brains are right there in the same place. Twitch.tv slash Affiliates every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, like we're doing right now at 8.30 Eastern. Yeah, we Today's should just change that to the half to you hour. By... Yeah, we really should, yeah. Today's <laughs> episode is brought to you by Affable Idiots, which we'll tell you about later in the episode. Speaking That's of, now that we're doing take two, now that we're doing take two of this intro... Yeah. If you're watching this right now on Affable Idiots Twitch channel, you are seeing uh, a tiny t baby Holden get smaller and oh, bigger yeah, over time. If you yeah. are watching the video on Tuesday, uh, unless by some miracle he his Ethernet starts working and he doesn't become a jumping size baby, <laughs> then uh, you're probably seeing a hold slide. <laughs> but that's what happened to our video this week. Everyone write hate mail to uh, 4562 Rhode Island Boulevard, <laughs> Warwick, Rhode Island, <laughs> Holden's house. I mean, you could have just swatted someone, just so, just so you know. So, <laughs> Is Rhode Island Boulevard a place? I have no affiliation. Island? I have no affiliation with what Chad just said. I, I disavow. We've got, Good news honestly, is, our audio um, is going to be top-notch. <laughs> it always is top-notch. we got the mix master over there, Chad Michael Ennis. Sorry, a.k.a. Sir DJ Gucci. Oh, don't you dare call no, me a you're... DJ. That's disgusting. Well, I called you Mixmaster. I had to go to DJ, and your name was Gucci. You didn't have to. So you chose to. Oh, you're right. Sorry, you you don't put DJ. You're too cool for that. You're just Gucci, just, just like Justin told you to do. But it's spelled anyway, G O O C H I. Oh yeah, you do it differently. Yeah. Oh, isn't the I a letter? No, one? it's G O O C H hyphen E capital capital E. <laughs> the C is also a half-eaten pizza. Okay. That's it. Let's stick with it. Chad, what did you play this week? Hold on, I got a laundry list of games that I played this week. Many of them will go very I quickly. See that. Many of them. Um, yesterday, I was saying to myself, Chad, what should you play? You've got a lot that you could be playing right now. And I said, you know what? Last of Us Part 2 comes out in less than two weeks, Holden. Yeah. Less than two weeks until I'm playing that motherfucker. I've already requested. Don't you mean work. a month? It comes out in a month. No, right? it comes out for you in a month. But yeah. for everyone else in the world, it comes out in two weeks. Less than two weeks. Uh so I said, hmm, what should I play? Well, I never got through the platinum, the, the nineteen ninety nine mode on Bioshock Infinite. So I started chipping away at that a little bit more. Getting that platy plat plat. I saw that in the list and I'm like, why would he go back to Bioshock Infinite? He just Because it. it's amazing. It because all makes it's sense. amazing. It makes sense now. So yeah, I'm I'm working my way through that. I'm working my way downtown. We had more war boners, more war zone, playing that 
like Cray Cray. I, um, again, never thought I would be saying I'm playing Call of Duty multiplayer online with other people and enjoying the hell out of it. But I am. I am, I am. I bought the Battle Pass. I don't know if this is last week or this week, but I bought the Battle Pass, and I now have enough money. I had it last week. Yeah, okay. I now have enough in-game money to buy the next Battle Pass. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. We had some game night games uh, that I'll talk about briefly, and then I'll talk a little bit more in depth about my experience with the Destiny 2 Almighty event. Starting with the game night, we played Rocket League. Played that for about an hour before we switched over to Warbone. And then... uh, so that was fun. Enjoyed that with you and Matt. And then Tetris 99 and Smash. Holden, yeah, you... Yeah, I'm uh, very excited to hear you, you had just an ex- completely oh, destroy Smash right now. We uh, 100% have it. to change our game night game, our Nintendo game. I know everyone yes. on Patreon voted for Smash Brothers, and it sounds great, and it would be great if the game fucking worked. But we attempted on Friday, and I know you weren't there for it, but it was it was so disappointing. It was a hot trash fire. We jump in there. First of all, Smash Online is already not great because you have to go and make a make a, a little arena for everyone and they put their little tokens in and you can't fight with computer characters and also with your friends. It's a hot trash fire. So it started out with just uh, Cozy, Matt, and me and we're in this thing fighting and our first match, immediately we jump in before the countdown. You're like, three, two, one, fight. It immediately freezes. I'm like, okay. Okay, and then it picked back up. We fight for a few seconds, and then it freezes again, and then eventually cuts out because of an internet connection. We all lose. And that was uh, 90% of our games. In fact, the only game that we successfully played was one where it was just Matt and me, and it lasted 10 minutes while everyone else just waited for us to finish because um, John Hansen ended up joining us as well, who you all remember. He's uh, Revex Shadows on Twitter. Twister. Twitter on Twitter. When he plays the game Twister, he will only respond to Revex Shadows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's been on our show a couple won't of times. Talk, won't do John. Um so yeah, the four of us trying to trying to play that was fucking obnoxious. So we can't because the Smash Online sucks too much. I might be wrong here, but I think that the way that Smash Bros handles its multiplayers re- basically runs off of if someone has a really weak connection, basically, it just tanks it for everybody else. So if you and Matt were playing together and it was fine, your internet connections are okay. But if John or Alex had a, a, a poor internet connection, that would tank it for everybody else and cause it to crash. Well, moral of the story That's is my understanding, that doesn't make it a good game night game. How that works. No, it doesn't. That is not so I will put out a poll method. for that tonight. I'll, just, I'll basically just put the same list up and just not include Smash Bros. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So then we decided, all right, let's look on our systems. What does everybody else have? Because Alex is like, you know, if it might be my internet I was going to say Alex totally recommended. No, he said, I- I'll just drop out and-, and you guys can play without me. And I was like, I don't think so. Because his internet speed was also, like he did a test and it was like 45 megabits per second down and plenty of up- upload speed as well. So it had to be something with the servers. It was awful. Um, so then we, we all were like, what, what can we play? Who has Mario Kart? Everybody one per, but one person. All right, who has this game? Two people didn't have it. Who has this game? And then we just went through that until finally we were like, all right, everyone can get Tetris 99 because it's free. So I downloaded it. Matt <laughs> updated it. Alex already had it. John already had it. And we played that. And it was my first time playing Tetris 99. And it was my first time playing Tetris in a long ass time. It's but tough. it was, uh, it was, uh, it was an experience. I'm not a huge fan of Tetris to begin with, 
but then getting used to the controls, like hitting up on the D pad immediately drops the the piece down to the bottom of the of the screen, and that D pad is imprecise enough that on the pro controller that as I was moving side to side, it would often just drop out of nowhere, and I freaking hated it. Ooh. But then I eventually got the hang of it, and I was like, only push on the bottom of the side buttons. Uh, and it was fine. It was fine. I was not that great at it, even though I did finish second once. I beat Cozy once. Came only in second to John. But Tetris 99 in general was just kind of really confusing to me. I don't know. It's because I didn't look at the like how the game works and do any kind of tutorial beforehand. But you you know you have all 99 players on the screen at once, or at least little tiny icons of their screens. And every time you finish a line, you send the line to somebody else, and it's it's incredibly difficult to make meaningful purposeful sends to other players because you can't you can't see who anyone else is so even though i was playing against these three other guys like we couldn't actually see each other's names so we don't know who was who and then you can like set it up to be automatic where it sends lines to whoever's doing the best or sends line to whoever's sent the most lines to somebody else but so it's fun i probably wouldn't want to play it again just because i'm not a tetris fan but it was a good time. It was, it was a great last resort for what we had at the time. And we still ended up playing through mostly the whole game night. And then I boned a little bit later with Dallas. More boned. It was great. I, yeah, I only played Tetris 99. I wasn't there that night, but I played it when it first came out, I think. And I found it to be very confusing in terms of like why I was losing and what pace I need to be going at in the game in order to be competitive. It, it was hard for me to kind of get a grapple on. I do know that Alex is a huge fan of it, though. He's a big fan of that game. Yeah, he won almost every game. Almost. But then, Tetris. this week, Bungie has been teasing uh, the, the ultimate ending to this season-long <clears throat> event that they've been having in Destiny 2. So the, this season of Destiny 2, there's been a, a, a ship called the Almighty that has been on a collision course with Earth. They've full speed ahead they're like gonna just ram into us destroy earth all like, like a big giant asteroid basically hitting the planet and so the whole season has been about doing these different runs on these little events on all the planets to build up these defenses with rasputin which is the giant computer on the on the planet um by the way i know like three percent of destiny lore so some of this could be completely wrong but uh so <laughs> it's all about building up rasputin and uh his defenses and then we figure out in this the culmination of this event what he's finally going to do to take care of the ship. And so Destiny tweeted out, or Bungie tweeted out, tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific time, it all comes to this or whatever it is. So I was like, I'm so excited. I was like, yes, yes, I can't wait to see. 10 a.m. comes. I jump into Destiny 2, and there's a big banner that says, go to the tower. It's all coming together. I was like, cool. Everyone goes to the tower, and everyone's just sitting up on the top on a perch on a platform looking at this ship. You can see in the sky, the ship is getting closer. It's really huge in the sky. It's, it's on its way. And they're just staring at it. I was like, oh, cool. I can't wait. Like 10.15 comes. I'm like, all right, I guess they're just giving everyone time to like actually get into the game, maybe handle some of the traffic. And then 10.30 comes and I'm like, the fuck is happening? What the fuck is happening? And then 10.40 comes and you can start to see, if you look up in the corner of the sky, there's like a little rain of missiles coming down. Um, and you're like, oh, okay. Okay, some missiles are coming. Great. And those missiles literally take another half an hour to travel from the corner of the sky to the ship. It is so slow. So slow. And everybody, it's kind of, it was kind of cool to see everybody bored together because there are so many photos and so many people in the tower who are like, 
20 people all with the same exact emote just like making circles and like everyone's sitting down with a cup of coffee in a circle together or everyone's like posing for <laughs> pictures um so this was destiny's like first live event like this fortnite has done a ton of these types of things but this is the first time destiny had tried everyone getting together for this one world changing event and when it finally happened at 11 22 Remember, they teased this happening at 10 a.m. 11.22 is when it finally exploded. The missiles hit from both sides, exploded the Almighty. And then it all happened within about a minute, 60 seconds. It all, if, you, if you had like gotten up to go pee or something like that, expect some time in the next hour and a half this is going to happen, then you missed it. But it was a big explosion. You can see the ships start coming towards Earth, and you're like, oh, oh no, oh no, it's still coming. But it starts breaking into pieces, crashes somewhere in the mountains off of the distance. You can see it goes off to another side of the, the planet, uh, of the tower, so you can go and look from another balcony. And then there's one other tinier ship that comes up, looks at everybody, and then flies away. And you're like, oh shit. That's kind of cool, and I can't wait to see what that actually, the implications of that in the world afterwards, this debris in there, and what comes of that mission-wise and story-wise. But all in all, super fucking boring event standing up there i was i was one of those people who was just like sitting in my bed just like fuck well i could do anything else but i also don't want to miss this and i don't want to switch my tv over to like watch a movie or something like that and i don't want to like play another game and check back in because as i expected it all happened in 60 seconds and it was very easy to miss this sounds like waiting for a package. <laughs> like, you're just looking at, like, the UPS time. Like, <laughs> delivery. It's like, between this, you're just like, oh, it, it could be now. Let me just wait. That's you can see him on the map, like. the little truck on the map. And then yep. suddenly it says, yeah. you weren't home. Oops. <laughs> and like, fuck you. Oh, no. It, in my neighborhood, it literally drives by my house, goes way, way, way further up, and then comes back down to my neighborhood and stops in, at my house again. It doesn't make any sense. I could see it parked outside my house and it still doesn't stop at my house it's annoying you're annoying <laughs> dallas is being to play clubhouse games i don't disagree with that i would Hold love to play clubhouse you're games. freaking horses dallas i'm not done with this destiny 2 event so the event <laughs> itself was boring as hell but on tuesday which is the day this comes out for everyone who's not watching live like matt and dallas are right now on tuesday they are doing a live stream for whatever the future of destiny 2 is so I'm very excited to see what that might be. And boys, we're going to jump back in right now, by the way, on the Days of Play sale, which we'll get to in a little bit. Shadowkeep and uh, I forget the name of the other expansion. They are on sale, Dallas. They're on sale, Dallas. Go pick them up so we can play all those raid layers. Okay, that's it for the Destiny 2 stuff. We know you can hear us, Dallas. You have we to know you can hear us. You might not be able to see all of Holden, but we know you can hear us. <laughs> that's it that's all i played i barely played anything this week i barely played anything at all i played splatoon 2 with my brother uh that was fun i like that game i played rocket league your video is now you just guys. your shoulder <laughs> i know yeah it's <laughs> and uh that's it that's all i played i played nothing really this week so that's it that's all i gotta say Moving Great, on. wonderful. Clubhouse games, that's the new Nintendo game that's like the 51 parlor games like Backgammon and Roulette and Dominoes, yep. Mahjong. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. want to get it. Looks like it's going to be good. How many monies is it? Excuse me. I think it's 40 bucks. It's a much better value than 1-2-Switch, I'll tell you that. Can't fight with you there. 
All right, we've got a fetch quest. First one here, uh, speaking of Nintendo, Minecraft Dungeons has dethroned Animal Crossing from the bestseller <gasps> page on the US eShop. <gasps> Jack is. This is about time, and Minecraft's huge, so this is not surprising. What's also not surprising, GameStop financials. Retailer expecting quarter one losses amid COVID. The losses could be between $162 million and $172 million. That one comes from Zarmena Khan at PlayStation Lifestyle. Uh, this is a cool one. Uh, yeah, Kingdoms of Amalur re-reckoning confirmed for August 2020 release. So it was leaked by the Microsoft Store, and then uh, THQ Nordic just said, "Yeah, it's real. It's coming on. Uh, it was it August 18th? PS4, Xbox One, PC, and it's 40 bucks." I'm excited so for this one for a couple of reasons. One, it's the R.A. Salvatore story. <clears throat> the guy who wrote all of these fantasy novels, he wrote the story for this game. It has a kick-ass combat system. I remember playing the demo and being like, oh my god, I've never felt this powerful in a video game before. Uh, I bought the game full price, 60 bucks, way back on PS3. Never played it. And so I'm excited to buy it again and play it for real this time in August on the 18th. I will play that with you. I'm excited for that one too. Um, Dallas wants to know if we are boning later on tonight. That means we're playing uh, Call of Duty Warzone, to be clear, for people who don't know what our inside lingo is. Boning equals Warzone, Because that could mean... Yes. Yeah, boning equals Warzone. Uh, yes, I'm down for that. Um, speaking of boning and Call of Duty, Call of Duty 2020 gameplay footage leaks. This is from Dennis Patrick at Game Ranks. Did you see the leaked footage? I don't think you can call this leaked footage. I don't think so either. <laughs> it's ba it's literally alpha footage. It's like a developer or something that had a concept. He threw something together and it was like, hey, guys, what do you think of this? And it might not even be in the game. There's no art assets in the game no. really at all. Like It's, it's someone running around a hangar. That has no lighting or texture effects on anything. They're just giant blocks that represent things, basically. And yeah, there's no shooting, no enemies. It's just them, like literally, just running around a hangar. It looks like somebody's first attempt at like practicing in Unity or something. But what's interesting is that Activision is still scouring the internet to find clips of this to take it down. Like, what? Did, what does this reveal about Call of Duty 2020 that? Other than there's a game coming out, which we already knew anyway, because it's Call of Duty. It comes every year. It was a really strange, strange story. Kirk Scott leaves Nintendo of America after five years, according to Liam Doolin at Nintendo Life. Uh, Kirk was the manager for publisher and developer relations at Nintendo. And you might know him from the like the Nindies showcases. He hosted those several times. Every time I see his name, so, I just want to go, Kirk up. Scott! Like, great Scott, <laughs> but it's Kirk. Pokemon Sword and Shield Isle of Armor DLC drops June 17th. So that Coming is soon. Do you see the new pictures of the legendary birds? Mm, no. The new pictures of Moltres and Zapdos and Articuno. Those shits look good. Ooh. Are you finally going to finish? Uh, you get sword? You get sword, I right? got sword. No, I'm not going to finish it, nor am I going to buy this expansion. <laughs> <laughs> like It does look that. interesting, but I can't. I, I can't bring myself to finish the game. And there's no way that I'm going to get any kind of worth out of the expansion if I can't even finish the game. So, The more I look back at Pokemon Shield, the less into it I am and the more I regret buying the DLC because I already bought it. <laughs> but I am curious what Pokemon DLC plays like because it's not going to be eight gyms. It's going to be a story in and of itself and it's kind of like self-contained way. I'm interested to see what they do there. But I wouldn't say I'm like over the moon ec ecstatic i don't know if i like pokemon games anymore 
in the current form, I can see that. I wouldn't buy the next one if it's just like this. I think I'm. I think my Pokemon. I liked. I liked yellow, red, and blue. I liked silver. I played silver. And I enjoyed Alpha Sapphire, which is the one that I got on 3DS. That was a good game. But I didn't. I didn't really enjoy what's the Hawaii Sun and Moon. I didn't. I got like three yeah. hours into that. I played this, and there was way too much talking. Every five steps, someone interrupted you to talk for three minutes, and I was like, "I'm not. Stop it. Stop it." I might just Sun not and like Moon Pokemon. Had that game same anymore. problem too. I liked Hello Pikachu yes. or Hey Hey You. What is it? Mm-hmm. Let's go Pikachu. That's oh, it. Oh, um, let's go Pikachu. Yeah. Well, the thing about those games is it kind of harkened back more. Well, it didn't harken back. It, it was, was a remake of Yellow. Yeah. yeah. So it's it 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 had that greater focus on gameplay than story. The newer games had this focus on story that I just don't understand. And and I say this even though I like the gameplay of Pokemon games, the stories are awful. They're not engaging or interesting stories in any form. I really wish they wouldn't focus so much on the story because you're right. It stops you every five seconds for something that's just you don't care about. Nope. Um, Something that I do care about is the PlayStation Days of Play sale, which is going to have a lot of big games on it. You should check it out. One of them apparently is Assassin's Creed Valhalla pre-order. You can get a discount on that. So if you haven't already pre-ordered, you can get that discount. You can do it. We can do it. Um, Yeah, there's there's a lot of good shits on sale. There's a lot of good shit on sale in the Days of Play store. You go to the PSN. They do this every single year, but like you can get PlayStation Plus discounted for like forty-two bucks instead of sixty. You can get uh, the PlayStation Gold and Platinum headsets for really cheap. You can get a, there's a ton of games on sale, so definitely go check that out. And it's not just on the PSN; it's like PlayStation wide across all the retailers: Best Buy, Amazon, all these kind of things. Three new games are being added to PS Now in the month of June, says Nick Biazzo at Game Ranks. Those three additional <laughs> games. You know, this is not a bad selection. Plus the first one. I don't care for the first one. NASCAR Heat 4, Dishonored 2, and Metro Exodus. Woo! NASCAR <laughs> Heat 4! Can't freaking wait. Metro Exodus, Dishonored 2. Their hands are too big. I can't play that game. <laughs> I have to ask you, how's Metro Exodus going? Hey, I have not picked that shit up since the last time I played it. Way back in whenever the fuck that was. <laughs> So not much progress. No, not much progress. I did get out. I was in the outside area in the biggie snowy and that shit. We talked about this though. Like I was playing it. I was playing it and I ran into like a game breaking bug in the first twenty minutes or something like that. And then I ran. uh, Oh yeah, yeah. I had to go back and fuck up my save file. (laughs) I think it's funny that. That's the game I said, hey, you got to play this game last year, and you've already played this year's game, but you still haven't beaten Metro Exodus. You don't yeah. have to hey, beat it. It took you, you eight months to beat like Spider Man, sir. By beat it. Yeah. You <laughs> told me to play Metro Exodus, what, in October or November? So I've got, yeah. I've got time. How many months is that? There is no time limit, sir. You took your sweet ass <laughs> time and decided you were going to play Spider Man whenever the fuck you wanted. <laughs> All right. Um, going on to the Microsoft Quest log. At this point, it kind of goes without saying that Microsoft is updating their Xbox hardware. They've kind of announced that. But there might be some new software adjustments to be expected if some of these new leaks are to be believed. So we have from Dennis Patrick at Game Ranks here a leaked screenshot of the Xbox Store redesign. Um, it comes from 
they are they're relaying the article. It comes from um, a company called Win Community, which is it looks like a Russian gaming news site. I went to the site; it was all in Russian. I translated some of the pages. It it seems like it's a gaming news site. Um, and I gotta say, these pictures look like a like a variation of the PlayStation Store, way closer to the PlayStation Store layout than it used to be. Honestly. Here's here's the problem. I don't buy I don't buy things on the Xbox Microsoft Store page. Yeah. I basically I use Microsoft Xbox for Game Pass, and that's almost exclusively what I use it for. But I then looked at these screenshots, and I'm like, I can't tell what's new. I don't know what it looked like beforehand, but I, I'm pretty sure it looked very <laughs> close to this. But it might not have. I don't know. I just don't have enough exposure to the the Xbox Game Store. It's pretty different because like the, I think one of the major differences is just in terms of layout and how you navigate the sidebar where you have like search and, you know, like there's a little tag for sales. Um, all that stuff is on the top right now, but PlayStation keeps theirs on the left just like that. So it's, it's kind of going to that kind of design. I and like then even just the page layout. Yeah. And even when you go to like the pay, the game page where for this example, the picture it's already the will, the wisps, doesn't that layout look just like a PlayStation layout? I guess. With the name and title where it is right now, the the artwork is the background, where the price is, and um, all that. That's exactly how the PlayStation Store has theirs laid out. Good. And right now, Mike... Navigating <laughs> right the PlayStation now, is easy, and Microsoft has always been like someone took a puzzle and another puzzle, and they shook up all the pieces together and threw them across the floor, and you had to figure out what you wanted to get. <laughs> And they called it the Metro UI because that was their official name for it. They announced it, and it looked like this looks like a hobbled mess. Oh, that's right, because it was Windows um, 8 Metro yeah. or something like that. Yeah, but they couldn't call it that anymore, so they had to just call it the Windows 8 style. And yeah, anyway, um, yeah. So I'm sure this is legit. I don't have any reason to believe it's not legit. Uh, but I guess, like, my question is: Do you think that there's going to be <laughs> there's some speculation, which I think is a little ridiculous, that this means that? the Xbox Series X is going to have a new store design. Pretty sure this is going to come to the Xbox One as well. I don't see a reason why it, yeah. it wouldn't. But is there going to be a bigger redesign for the software that we haven't seen yet as I, a part of the Series X launch? I, I might know. be wrong, but I'm like 90% sure that they said like the dashboard and the operating system across the Xbox One and the Xbox Series X will be the same. But if they're updating both at the end of the year, that statement is still true. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. the I mean, this redesign for the store is whatever, and I yeah. doubt I don't know if we're going to see significant changes to the Xbox dashboard before the end of the year either. But yeah, whatever it is, it's going to be the same. No, oh, yeah, it'll be the same on on both for sure. Um, I think it looks nice though. We'll we'll see. It does. It um, looks there nice. Is some... It's a good change. <laughs> It's a good change. There is some more software Microsoft's end to, to look forward to. Um, apparently, there's a new Halo project that is being worked on. This also comes what? from Dennis Patrick at Game Ranks. The job description, this is on 343 Industries page, so it's it's 100% legit. It says, 343 Industries is looking for a senior producer to work with our core services team to help develop a new project in the Halo universe. What do you think that means? They don't say game. I say a new project mm -hmm. in the Halo universe. Working with the core services team. Mm -hmm. Not uh, core services is like I don't know, I feel like that's I feel like that's more of like an experiential thing 
rather than a game mm-hmm. thing. Here's my wild shot in the dark. Some kind of augmented reality real world Halo project. Hmm. That's my guess. I don't know if it's going to be something on HoloLens. Probably not. Probably something more for like Apple's AR kit or Google's AR project, AR, whatever they call theirs. Mm-hmm. But that's that's my guess. It's going to be something in the Halo, kind of like Minecraft Earth or Pokemon Go, but like something you could do in augmented reality as that's getting bigger and bigger on your device in the Halo universe. That's interesting. That would make sense because I was thinking, like, what would the third one be? Like they have Halo, obviously, like the first-person shooter franchise. Then they have the tactics strategy tactics franchise with Halo Wars. And like when they wouldn't make like a halo racing game <laughs> like that'd be really stupid like warthogs and stuff like i th- i think that would make sense like something kind of mobile oriented and we're gonna see more and more ar stuff so hmm. yeah i mean boom that. i dig it whistleblower chad it. michael Ennis. <laughs> that's the sound of my whistle <laughs> <laughs> somebody to teach you how to whistle because that's definitely not how it's done <laughs> You mean when you whistle, you don't just put your fingers in your mouth and scream? Ah! <laughs> it gets the job done. Gets everyone's attention. It's loud. Ah! <laughs> All right. Moving on to you need to call Sony the kids in log. for dinner. Just put your fingers in your mouth and go, Matthew! <laughs> I'm going to whistle from now on. (laughs) Get your shit off my lawn! (laughs) All right. Let's move on. All right. Yeah, this is one of the Sony Quest log. (laughs) So the PlayStation 5 dev kit design has been an open secret for months now. And now it's as close to confirmed as you can get. So the PS5 dev kit patent looks inside the console to show off a cooling solution, says Chandler Wood from PlayStation Lifestyle. So there's a uh, patent um, from Sony that basically shows the dev kit exactly as we've seen it. The big giant All the photos. The big giant V and all that. And then it basically talks about how that V-shape is actually a patented cooling system that that they have. And people have been kind of connecting this to the comments Cerny, uh, Mark Cerny has made about their great cooling system they have. And people are kind of wondering, is this the same cooling system that it's going to be on the PlayStation 5 console? And that brings us, Chad, to... The Summer Games Bet Fest bet for oh, this week. Oh shit! Read out the whole thing. I don't have it in front of me. Shit. Hold in. <laughs> Hold in. Where is it? That means it's time for Summer Games Bet Fest. Bet. bet. Fucking bet. say it. Fucking commit to the bit, bitch. I delayed. I delayed. That's right. It's Summer delayed. Games Bet Fest, where we take bets on summer's best game fest. Summer, summer game fest. Summer, summer gaming. The rest are best for bets. Bet. bet. So the bet this week is: is the PlayStation? And we can have the same bet. We can agree if, if that's fine, or we can both disagree. Whatever. But do you think the PlayStation Five is going to have not necessarily this exact same design? What are you willing to bet on? Is the design going to look something like this? Will it have a protruding V shape on top of it that looks like mm-hmm. 
like goggles you would like scuba diver goggles and you put your nose in the middle of it that's that's what we're asking will it have that to quote michael scott no god no 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 that's that's my answer we will not see that scuba diver goggle v anywhere on 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 the outside the new system but it might be part of the internal structure like there might be something else covering it up that like that then if you take off the top of the console you see that on the inside of it perhaps but i don't see that being part of the final shipping product so i'm i'm betting it it does and you think we'll you think I we'll think find about about this in the coming week with their new events on friday just does it to be coming of the week but like this happened this week and i think it's a bet that we can do okay. um are we keeping track of it somewhere yeah, I'll keep track of it. Okay, okay. I'll have a note and I'll compile all these. Yeah, um, yeah. I, so this is why I think this is the case. I do think that it has to be a exterior this V shape, and I want to be explicitly clear about what I'm saying here. I don't think it's going to look exactly like the dev kit. That V is honking. It is huge. No, like that is not what it's going to look like. I think it's going to be a sleeker version of that V style design. But I think okay. it will be there. And here's the reason how you want to get air out, right? Microsoft's whole thing is they get air out of the top, right? They send it all up to the top. I think what Sony's doing is they're increasing the surface area that they can get air out by about 50% extra space because they're going to be having it going all along the edge, but also additional edges they've created on the inside of the console that wouldn't have been there if they did a traditional box. That that V-shape allows them to do that. So if there's anything like in this example, like covering it up, it wouldn't have that same ventilation benefits. Um, you know what it SSD does? Though, might run hot. It encourages me yeah. to then stick this console far back in a tiny cubby where I never have to look at it, which then defeats the purpose because then I've like cut off any kind of circulation. Whereas Microsoft, I want to put that thing on a pedestal and let everyone see it, and it's got so much air <laughs> we circulation. We haven't seen it yet, and I I'll say if it does look like this, I'll agree. Put it in a corner, cover it with a blanket. Like I don't want to see it. Put a towel on it, but. I just I feel like they wouldn't have patented this for a dev kit. I think they would have. You gotta patent everything, man. But if you're patenting, it's like, hey, this is something that we would like to see in a product one day. I don't think that's my point. Is I don't think you would patent it for the dev kit. I don't know. They patented that boomerang controller for the PS3. They did patent the boomerang controller, and they planned to use it as a consumer, and then backed away from it. So they and could. They back might have away planned to design. use this giant scuba goggle V. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't think it's going to be huge like that. It's going to be a sleeker version of that kind of design. All right, I'm pretty convinced. Now. We will see so that's the bet. when you are wrong, and the consequence is yet to be <laughs> determined. <laughs> um. So moving on, tread lightly. A few weeks ago, many tread lightly. I'm I will end this anything. Skype call. <laughs> <laughs> a few weeks ago, many spoilery details about The Last of Us Part 2 leaked online. Uh, Chad doesn't want to hear anything, so we're not going to go into any details about what they are. We're only talking or about anyone's opinions about what they are. <laughs> we're only going to be talking about uh, Jim Ryan's comments and Neil Druckmann's comments on this. Great. So... 
anyway, so yeah, so Neil Druckmann uh, and uh, Jim Ryan both commented on the spoilers for the first time. So Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan has still has tremendous confidence in The Last of Us Part Two, setting pre-orders from Europe that already exceeded Spider-Man's pre-orders within the same time window. Jim Ryan also confirms that there isn't a PS5 version of The Last of Us Part Two in discussion, but he assures that um, fans it will run on PS5 without issue, probably because of the beautiful V-shaped design that's going to be on that <laughs> console. Neil Druckmann also chimed in. How many in people on are going to try to fuck that console? <laughs> My favorite picture I saw online was um, someone put pieces of uh, pizza in the V shape to like keep them heated, <laughs> to, like warm. <laughs> uh, Neil Druckmann also chimed in. The last was part two leaks for the first time. Um, the full I'm going to read the full quote here because I think it's worth um, reading its entirety. He said, "There's a lot of feedback that came out. Our take on it is you don't know." Right. There's so many false things out there. We don't want to go out there and correct anything because that would be spoiling the game in a way by saying what it isn't. We're kind of saying what it is. It's interesting that some of the reaction is very much indicative of what the game is designed to do. And I think it's a bit into spoiler territory, but we want to elicit certain feelings from the player and then have them reflect on those feelings for the second part. So for us, it's like, okay, we got the first part. Now let's see if we can get the second part once the game is out there, because again, people just don't know. That's all um, these theories about what the ending is, but the ending is not out there. You actually don't know how it all comes together. So basically, if you've seen the leaks, you still have things to look forward to, which is nice to hear. That is nice to hear. And it's nice to hear that, like, their decisions are purposeful. Not not purposeful to leak it, but, like, they have a they have a plan with the story. Obviously, they do. But they want to elicit some feelings, and then they want to make you take a look back on them and reflect on those feelings and, and maybe even reconsider how just, you feel about it. But They just went with whatever. Then, like, spaceships came down. Like, yeah, fuck it. Just the spaceships came down and The Last of Us. Do it. <laughs> they, no plan. Just do anything. I yeah, can't, this is, I can't this wait is for this game. Not next podcast, but the one yeah. after that, I will have beaten it. Mm-hmm. 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 I was say, it's going to be really tough two weeks yeah. of and not playing. That, or whatever it is. We're planning a June spoiler 9th, cast. June 19th to June, July 4th. Holden won't be a part of the spoiler cast because he's waiting to play it. No. But we are planning a spoiler cast for very shortly after the game comes out. So keep it locked on Podcast Unlocked from IGN, <laughs> the Xbox <laughs> podcast, for our Last of Us PlayStation spoiler reviews. We have one more story for the Sony Quest log. Go here. through it, Holden. Go through it. This this is interesting. So Blue Point Games, who recently worked on Shadow of the Colossus, has long been rumored to be working on a Demon Souls remaster, specifically in the rumors for the PS5 launch. And now the rumor mill has associated them with another From Software classic. Bloodborne is rumored to come to PS5 and PC via a new remaster from, from Blue Point Games. The YouTube channel PC Gaming Inquisition has a source who claims Blue Point is making a 4K 60 frames per second remaster of Bloodborne, which would be on PS5 and, and PC. They also promise more PlayStation exclusives are coming to PC later, but they didn't specify any titles. Chad, thoughts? So Blue Point has been teasing for years now, literally years. Oh man, our next project is going to be the biggest thing we've ever done. It's going to be huge. And then in the PS5 event of, I think it was the Wired article, Blue Point had a, a thing in there about how their next project is going to take advantage of the PS5 in crazy ways. And it's long been rumored, as we mentioned 
as a Demon Souls remaster. People have been like, oh yeah, they're working on Demon Souls. This Bloodborne remaster is kind of a new wrinkle in that. Um, I was thinking about playing Bloodborne again in the last like few weeks, but now I'm that game would benefit so much from 60 frames a second. And I can't believe it never got a pro, like a PS4 Pro patch either to make it run more smoothly on a PS4 Pro. <clears throat> that game would be so good. I do think that the trend is seeing PlayStation games go to PC. And if they're going to PC, why not also bring them to PS5 in an upgraded format as well? The same person who like leaked or rumored this thing also had the statement saying that Sony's event that was supposed to happen on Thursday, we'll talk about in a little bit, that is now happening, I think it's next Friday, uh, is going to end with the announcement of the Demon's Souls remaster. Did they announce that? I, I saw somewhere... I okay. swear to God, I saw somewhere that June 13th is the new event. But maybe that was another rumor, or maybe I'm confusing that with another okay. event that got delayed and not the PlayStation event. But I feel like it's is happening. Is it this IGN one? I think IGN one of this was on June 8th, and they delayed that. You're June 8th. I don't know. We'll see, though. We'll, we'll hear soon enough, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah if, it's, if it's June 13th, I'll have to say soon. June thirteenth also apparently is. is a Saturday, so I don't think that's it. I think it's probably that. Fr- I think I feel like it was Friday. Anyway, so yes, I think this is a likely fit. I think it's if Bluepoint is already working on one adaptation of a uh, a from software game, it makes it I guess really easy to then say, "Cool, let's just build another game using that same engine, all the same information we've learned from because they're both Souls like games." obviously, because one of them originated the franchise and the other one is like a take on it. So I don't see that it would be too difficult for them to work on both of these games at the same time. Yeah, it's probably running the same engine, yeah. And my only hesitation with this, and I actually had a thought in support of this, I'll come to that in a second. My only hesitation for this is that would a Bloodborne remaster make sense when the game is not even that old yet? Like, I don't know, it's... I'm, I'm like I'm on board. I like those improvements, but like, is this going to be a sixty dollars game they're releasing that's just four K sixty frames per second? But you still have the version from your PS4 that that can play. Would people pay sixty bucks for that? The PC version makes complete sense, but like a PS5 user is just going to get the enhancements. Is like it plays better on PS5 kind of thing. Like, I I don't know. It, it's I feel a like situation. All the benefits that come to PC will come to PS5 for sure. And you will see them, if not even well, better versions of them on PS5 than you could on PC. That, that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. What I mean is, like, if you have the PS4 version, do you get the PS like the enhancements, or is that a separate purchase that you're making? We don't know. It's impossible to know because we'll Sony hasn't sent anything yet. Yeah, but um, sorry, you finished your thought. Finish your thought. Yeah, the, the thing is, this in support of this though is, what if they're not working on like Bloodborne remaster? And then separately, Demon Souls remaster. What if it's like a the From Software like PlayStation collection, kind of like how they did like Shadow of the Colossus and Eco, and kind of like bundling them together in a way. Um, because why else would they be work like the same team be working on both of them? I don't know. I don't also I like. Could, I could see that these games. Of course. Co- and the other thing is, does does either of these games though? Do either of these games qualify as the biggest thing that they've worked on? I don't know. I think so because previous to this, they had done Shadow of the Colossus, the remake, the remake. Yeah, they had mm-hmm. done Shadow of the Colossus and Eco Remaster for PS3 and HD. They've done what else have they done? Oh, they did the Uncharted series, Uncharted Collection. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I guess. I mean, Bloodborne is a pretty big game. I feel like it's yeah, yeah. This is it's bigger than the Uncharted games. I think bigger size wise, like world wise, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you you asked like, would people be willing? But is this going to be another sixty dollar game? People literally paid sixty dollars for Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, with the only addition being extra items. Like that's. I feel like it's the same art. You can Did, play the same game. I don't. With an I don't think the same argument though. Because with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, you couldn't play Mario Kart 8 on your Wii U on the Switch, but you can play Bloodborne on PS4 on your PS5 is what it seems like is likely to be the case. I don't think that the PlayStation exclusives and PS4 won't be playable on PS5. I'm, I'm making a speculation there, but I don't think it's unfair. We'll see. We shall see soon enough. We will find out. Uh, we have an interesting story here to start off our third-party quest log. <coughs> Retro consoles were huge back when Nintendo sold the NES and SNES Classic, but the trend continues to limp forward with PlayStation Classic, and now Sega reveals the Game Gear Micro as it turns 60 years old from Hiram Cryer at US Gamer. So the Sega... God, this is so stupid. The Sega Game Gear Micro are like palm-sized handhelds that cost $50 each. They're smaller than palm-sized. Like they're, yeah, they, they're, they palm compared, size. they're literally smaller than a credit card. They're like maybe an AirPods case, like an AirPods Pro case. Ah, my butt! Yep. Ah! <laughs> they come in red, black, uh, and red, black, blue, and yellow. And they each have different games on them. So they don't have, it's only four games per device. This is a this is kind of strange. I think it's so I don't dumb. Know who this is? It's this fifty is bucks per console. You don't get to choose. Yeah. Like, oh man, I really like the blue one. But if the blue one doesn't have the four games you want on it, you don't get to like choose what games are on it, which sucks. The fact that it's only four games is also trash because the games can't be that small. Mm-hmm. Like Game Gear games cannot take up enough room. <laughs> they're like, oh, we couldn't fit more than Quattro on there. Um, and they're not even the Sonic good had games. A big adventure. We couldn't. They're fit not it. even the good games. Like they have Sonic the Hedgehog one on there. They don't have Sonic 3D, Sonic Blast, Sonic Triple Trouble. They don't have any of this kind of shit on there. They have. They do have Outrun on one of them, which was my jam. They have Columns, which is like the Tetris knockoff. They don't have Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. They don't have Spider Man and the Sinister Six. Like they don't have the best games. They're all trash. And they're fifty bucks each. And if you want all the games, you got to buy all four of them. That's two hundred bucks. And then they also—it is so small, so small that they are selling a magnifier window, like the original accessory they used to have for the Game Gear itself, but in a tiny, tiny version, so you can actually see what's happening on the screen. Trash. Well, good news for you—it's only available in Japan for right now, at least. So <sighs> I do love about that it. you can run it on AAA batteries. Like you can either charge it via USB or keep going on AAA batteries because it kind of plays into the fact that the Game Gear was a battery hog. It ran on six AA batteries and they died within like two or three hours. I remember like having a bag full of batteries anytime we went on a car trip because <laughs> as I was playing my Game Gear, and inevitably it'd have That's to... That's expensive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That thing ate batteries. Holy crap. But here's here's what I think is so funny about the USB charged and having two AAA batteries in there. That means they have two batteries. Because you're not recharging the AAA batteries you're putting in there, are you? No, this is 100% for like, oh, I'm out playing on the go. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Oh, the internal battery died, but I still want to keep playing. Luckily, I have two AAA batteries in my pocket. But like with the space that they... Like the space in such a small device like that, to have space for a 
battery. And, and, and also, battery. you could have just made a better, yeah, a, a bigger battery. <laughs> exactly. Like this whole, it's so weird. It's so strange. Very, very, very weird. Anyway, so I guess they're like these retro consoles are keep coming out, and that's what I don't understand because it seems like Nintendo has been the only one successful at it. Why do these things keep coming out? I, I don't get it. I don't understand. They're all the hundred percent. They're all trying to ride the wave of the NES Classic and the SNES Classic. The problem is mm -hmm. nobody looks back as fondly on the Genesis and the Atari console and Neo Geo and Sega Game Gear because they didn't have the IPs and the great... I mean, they had great games that are all third-party and licensed that they'll never be able to get again on those consoles and the micro versions. But um, yeah, so they're, they're trying to ride that wave, but they're, they're just not as good. There's a reason why Sega stopped manufacturing consoles because they weren't that great at it. Spoilers. <laughs> And then there's, That's I mean, we games. haven't gotten into the generation where like things actually did become good. Like we got the PlayStation console, but they, yeah. they botched that with the classic. But like the mm -hmm. PS2, seeing a, like a mini Xbox console would be cool, or seeing an N64 classic. I would do a mini PS2. Oh, I want that. That sounds great. I don't know I if we'll ever that. get that I'd generation like, though. That one will cost like a hundred and fifty dollars. And it's gonna cost more. It'll also play DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> So moving on to talk about some good games, it's not often that we hear what video games game creators themselves like, but it uh, looks like Cam um, Shea at IGN talked to a bunch of video game developers and just kind of got their insights on what they thought were the best video games of the past decade in an article aptly named The Game Industry on the best games of the last decade. Just like I was saying. I'm, I just want to list off all these games um, and then just kind of talk about what we what we thought was surprising to us on the list, what we were surprised was missing from the list. Uh, let's go through it, though. There's a lot here. So we have GTA V. Two developers talked about that one. Monument Valley was referenced by two different developers. Pokemon mm -hmm. Go, Bloodborne, Overwatch, Portal 2, Subnautica, Inside, three times. The Last of Us mentioned three times. Horizon Zero Dawn mentioned twice. Spider-Man mentioned twice. Rainbow Six Siege, 80 Days. Um, oh, I guess Bloodborne, again, so that was mentioned twice. Sekiro, Dark Souls Trilogy, which was mentioned twice. The Witcher 3, Nier Automata, Mass Effect 2, which was mentioned twice. Journey, Skyrim, God of War, mentioned twice. Titanfall 2, mentioned twice. Red Dead Redemption 2, Florence, Monster Hunter World, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, mentioned five times. Gora Go, Far Cry 3. Resident Evil 2. I hadn't heard of that one either, Chad. Gore and Go. Resident yeah, Evil. Whatever that is. Yeah. Resident Evil 2 Remake. PUBG mentioned twice. Dragon Quest 10, which is the MMO version, not Dragon Quest 11 on Switch and PS4. Death Stranding. Firewatch. The Hunter Call of the Wild. Pause for a second. This is spelled, by the way, Hunter. The Hunter is spelled T H E as a part of Hunter, the capital H. The Hunter's all one word like Does that. Does the game have like anything -E to do with coding? Hunter. Isn't that something you do in coding? You do inner Yeah, it's called Camel Case. It's called Camel Case. And it's... um. What's weird is I thought it was a typo, but it's like that everywhere. That is how you spell the game. But it's just a hunting game. It's not like there's anything like developer-y about it that'd be like, oh, that's why they did the Hunter like that. Very strange. Anyway, moving on. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, mentioned twice. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, we're almost done here. FIFA 17, the Batman Arkham series, Tetris 99, Mini Metro, Forza series, The Return of Oberdin, 
Tetris Effect, Into the Breach, Slay the Spire, Persona 5, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, Black Flag and Hollow Knight. Holy moly, it's a lot of games. Chad. I call bullshit on this whole list. <laughs> this whole list is bullshit. Because, one, there cannot be this much disagreement on what the best game of the last decade is from a bunch of different game developers and have a list this long. There is no one out there who honestly believes Mini Metro is the best game that came out in the last 10 years. Or Firewatch. Firewatch was good, but it was not the best game. Tetris 99. So when you read a lot of the the reasonings of why people like chose this as their game, um, a lot of them aren't even like, oh, this was the undeniably the best game ever. But it was like Monument Valley for one was like, oh, I saw that game as kind of the start of the indie kind of gaming scene becoming huge. Like kind of things like that. And a lot of people just said like, I can't name one game. What are you talking about? Well, like from software, all their games, Bloodborne and Sekiro included. So that's why you'll have like, you know, a bunch of games here because so many developers couldn't pick like just one game. Yeah. I do think so the, even this themselves, is, they were very. This, I think, after hearing that explanation, is more like the AFI's top 100 movies of all time list, where it's not necessarily mm-hmm. like the best movies, but maybe the most significant or culturally relevant, or maybe they advance the industry mm-hmm. in a certain way, rather yeah. than being the best game in the last 10 years. Yeah. Because and, I, it's, it's 100% were things like that. Like PUBG that, that really rocketed the battle royale genre. Um, mm hmm. FIFA 17. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, so a lot of these, like FIFA 17 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, were kind of cited as, I really enjoyed playing with my friends. It's like a regular game we played all the time together. Yeah, I feel like all of these game developers like, just misunderstood the question. Excuse me, <laughs> sir. We asked you the best game in the last decade, and you gave us a piece of trash response. So, yeah, I don't put much stock in this list. And there are good games on here. There are games that I argue should not have been considered anywhere in the top 50 of this list. But I don't know. It's interesting to read that. Here's here's what this list was good yeah. for. It lets us know in the last 10 years, there is a breadth of really great games across a bunch of different game genres and types that mm-hmm. moved our industry forward and are worth celebrating. Yeah. I also think it just shows the... The, pl- the the wide range of games that people are interested in as well in terms of like developers it's not just like every developer said Breath of the Wild was the best game ever like it wasn't even mentioned for most of the people that are there I think that's also just kind of cool to see whereas I feel like you you see things like the game awards it's like oh last year Sekiro was the best game of 2020 and you know it's 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 more open ended than that and that's kind of cool to see some games I kind of th- I saw this list and went, oh, maybe I should check that out because I never really put that much thought into it before. Like Subnautica. Never really put much thought into that. But if it's like one of the best games of the last decade... It's not a clothing brand. That makes games regularly. <laughs> I thought it was a clothing I brand that that was wear. I don't know. And also, it's cool to see Titanfall 2 where it's like, okay, okay cool. Like Someone respects that game. <laughs> yes, thank God. Like Shine a light on those things. Titanfall 2, yeah. man. What a great game. What a freaking great oh. game. Such a good game. Such a good game. Chad, don't do an ad read. Let's do it. I would like to tell you about... <laughs> I just hit my face on... Did I did, yeah. <laughs> I tried to... For anyone who's not watching this live, you'll never see this. Uh, did a little spin move and hit my face on the microphone. 
Uh, I'd like to tell you about Affable Idiots. <laughs> Affable Idiots is the new brand under which our products, like this one right here, Respawn Name Fire, and our sister show, AAWY, and also with you, where today we talked about the top 10 uh, TV episodes of all time, which was a rousing discussion and amazing and made me want to go back and watch everything that's ever existed. Um, so we have those two podcasts and much more to come, but we need your support because video is something we started doing recently, but that's only the beginning. We need you to go to our video channels, youtube.com slash a bunch of random shit that you search for instead because we don't have vanity names. We need you to subscribe. We need 100 subscribers per channel. Make it work. You're a designer. You have an hour. Make it work. Hashtag Tim Gunn. So please do that. The links to all of our channels, AAWI, Affable Idiots, and Respawn and Fire, are in the description of each of our episodes. You can also go to any of our podcast services, listen to us, put us in your earballs, and say, huh, I like this. I want to let these folks know I like them. I want to let everyone else know I like them. And you can do that by leaving a five-star review. If it's anything left some five stars, maybe think about... I don't know, going and frying some chicken in a pot on your stove, but instead of putting chicken in it, you put your face in it. Just a thought. And then finally, you can go to patreon.com slash respawn aim fire. You can support us there at the $1 or above tier, which is, surprise, the only tier that's available to you. And you get a lot of shit, like this month's wallpapers, which are super fucking cool and maybe my favorite thing I've ever done. And they are hands down the best wallpapers that have been put out in the paper hand. They're so, so cool looking. Yeah. yeah. And you can play those on game nights. Chad sent me the pictures and I just called them. I had to call yeah, you and tell you like, how much I love um, them. I I'm about to go to bed. I'm... And I was just like, I just need your opinion on like this. Do I want this like squared origami look or do I want the rounded look on everything? And then he called me and he's like, how can I go to bed now? This is awesome. This is the greatest. So go check those out. Um, and then you can also play with us on game nights every single week, Thursday and Friday and influence what we play like for barf what are we playing this month for barf alan wake alan alan wake alan <laughs> alan wake yes available on xbox game pass from remedy entertainment who made quantum break and uh control and apparently alan wake ties into the game control in their newest upcoming dlc for the game so make sure that you go play that anyone can play it only patrons can vote that's it that's all I can do. All right. Let's go to the main quest. The community gets together. So over the course of the past week, we've seen an outpouring of support to make a serious change to the black community in America. This is an important time for support and realization for everyone. Last week, we delayed our episode in support of Blackout Tuesday, and we were really following the lead of a very, very supportive community that that we are here with, the video game industry. Many companies have, at the very least, voiced their support but many have taken a step aside to let more um, more important voices be heard. So I wanted just to list off a few of the companies that have really done some good things here that I wanted to um, point out to, and then we can kind of just talk about kind of how we feel about, I guess just like it's nice to see the community being so positive and, and supportive in this. And just, I think that's been a really nice highlight amongst a really devastating week. So... First off, there is IGN post summer of gaming uh, postponed summer of uh, gaming to June eighth out of respect for those rightfully demanding justice. That's from Brianna Reeves at PlayStation Lifestyle. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven's Night City Wire event was delayed to later in this month. They weren't even doing it last week. I think it was even scheduled for later in June to begin with, right? Or like next week. I don't remember the original one. I don't know. Yeah. 
so they really moved out of the way. That was that was awesome of them. GTA Online, Red Dead Online will temporarily go offline in honor of George Floyd. That's from Charlie Hill at Polygon. The PC gaming show has been postponed um, from Dennis Patrick at Game Ranks. The Electronic Arts uh, postpones EA Play event by a week from Matthew Kido at Game Informer. Summer of Games done quick and will be held online in August as opposed to last week where it was supposed to air. And that's from Brett um, Magandonsky at um, um, at Destructoid. And then I totally forgot this in the list. The, the biggest event to get postponed was the PlayStation 5 event uh, was delayed as well, which were uh, maybe it's it, it's uh, next week. We don't we don't know quite yet, um, but it's so those are There's some of the also, events that have been kind of postponed. I'm looking it up right now, but I'm pretty sure the Gorilla Collective event also got postponed. Oh, was that postponed? Okay. Um. Other yeah, because it was that supposed to take place between the sixth and the eighth, so that that also got postponed as well. Okay. So we also have companies like EA and Infinity Ward who are promising just to take racism more seriously on their online multiplayer communities. So you have Infinity Ward who is just really looking for for racist names in their games. This thing that I even pointed out when I was playing Siege that I saw some guy had the N word as like his name, but with nines to G's, and it was hard R totally like allowed in there and that doesn't get past their filtering so they're going to take that stuff more seriously that was siege though not they're, they don't make in, um they're not made by infinity that's not made by infinity ward um chad wrote in here to the black ops matter loading screen in warzone i haven't played warzone this week so i hadn't i hadn't seen that one yeah that's, that's cool. now like we're actually it, we were playing in in the middle of it it kicked us out and reset the game and we're like oh that's weird and then when we booted it back up all we were greeted to was just a big black screen this is black lives matter and then their kind of mission about Black Lives Matter. And now that's mm-hmm. like the standard loading screen for the game too, which is really cool. Wow. And then EA has outlined anti-racism slash bigotry steps in EA sports titles as well. So a really big response from from the industry, which I think just shows a lot of progress that we've made that we're able to show so much support in such a big way now. Obviously so much work still has to be done. That's not to say that you know, things are, are better. Obviously, that's not the case with what's happened to George Floyd. Um, but I think it's just... The video game community gets a lot of crap, I think, for being... Toxic. Uh, you know, toxic, yeah. And I just... I've never seen it that way. Um, and this is just nice to see. Yeah, I think this is really great to see them stepping up in a way that is supportive and loud and... Mm-hmm. It's not like there are so many repercussions that could be happening that they don't care about. Like they could be losing money by doing some of these things. People who are playing like racists who play Warzone might see that like, like Black Lives Matter loading screen and be like, that's the last time I play Warzone. And like, great. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you are limiting yourself on things that are fun <laughs> because you're a racist uh, and mm-hmm. you don't deserve happiness. Um, but that they're that they're taking these steps, they're donating. A lot of these companies are also having like matching any employees who donate. Uh, donate to some causes in the same way, so that if they'll match two to one or three to one. Uh, Nintendo is something that someone that I actually saw recently is like they're not publicizing the fact that they're doing it because they're just like being humble about it. But yeah, anything employees are donating, they're matching as well as a company. So mm-hmm. that is really cool. And the gaming community, the gaming industry, has always been really super helpful and and um, it's just been a great community. Anytime you see like a studio with tons of layoffs. All the other studios are like, hey, here are some resources, or we're hiring, we're looking for these people, here are places where you can find other jobs. So that's something that's really, really great about this industry, and I love to see them come together like this. I also uh, really love to see like one step down, if you have like the industry and the game developers themselves, seeing all the content creators around gaming 
and all the things that they were Absolutely. doing. Like from seeing people who normally have their shows, instead they're like hosting other people's Twitch streams of popular black streamers. Um, Gary Widow, instead of doing his animal talking show, which is blown up, and now he's like hosting this talk show on Animal Crossing. He's like, hey, I was supposed to have these really big stars on the episode two or episode of season two, but I'm instead going to take that down. We're delaying that, and I'm just going to keep flooding your news feed with all of these really great black streamers. Like that's the kind of shit that's really, really cool to see. Absolutely. It's I was trying to thought there. It's um it's just I guess it's just it's so contrary to what everyone I think outside the industry how they all talk about it. And in I think you're right, it's, it's not just the big companies, though, too. It's also, like, the content creators, also the community. Like, Splatoon 2, for example, they have, like, I guess they're, like, custom-made posts by people, like, uh, players of the game that are shown in the lobby, that are actually shown in the maps, and all of them have been Black Lives Matter. Every single one of them has been something BLM-related. And that's not Nintendo doing that. That's, like, people playing Splatoon, going out there and putting stuff up. And I have seen things on those platoon posts that I kind of rolled my eyes at, not this week, but like in the past where I'm like, Ooh, that was really offensive. So like I expected when I went to Splatoon to see something that I'm like, Oh dude, like why would you post that? You know, that was going to be inflammatory and like seriously offensive this week. Nothing, nothing at all. So it just been across the board. Yeah. And I love yeah. in a more general sense, not necessarily just gaming related. I love that people are starting to stand up against those like when you would see something like that in splatoon 2 and you'd be like oh dude that's really inappropriate but you just move on but now people are seeing these kinds of things and they're standing up and they're talking about it and they're saying nope that's not okay mm -hmm. one of the things that that's, uh, that came up today was even this is totally not video game related but it's kind of in that same vein uh the ceo of crossfit treated a really really insensitive joke about covid19 and george floyd and mm -hmm. there are hundreds of CrossFit gyms today that said, we are no longer CrossFit affiliates. We are now just dark side athletics or we are this. So they're all saying we don't support his views. We enjoy the community wow. we make, but we no longer support CrossFit and we're changing our gym going forward. So like that kind of stuff I see happening all oh, over. The that was just a CrossFit example, but there's a ton of other things that like they're going That's to lose money. Though. Yeah. They're going to lose money. They're going to lose the benefits mm -hmm. that come with the CrossFit affiliation, but they're saying this is what we believe is right. And that's amazing mm -hmm. to see despite the capitalist culture that we live in. Um, I think mm -hmm. it's awesome. Well, I think it shows how though you can use capitalism for like to the advantage of, of movements like this. And I think that's kind of showing itself. I think in entertainment industries like this one, it might be because it's already kind of based in emotion. So much of it. I think it's easier for this kind of company to get into it than say like an oil company that might, that's going to be a harder transition maybe. Um, but I think regardless, it's just really great to see this kind of support. It makes me f in, this isn't, I kind of feel like this isn't even for, for me to say, but it makes me feel like this time is different. Like this isn't like the past events. I, I really feel like this time is different. Yeah. Just because of all the, the outpouring of support. The fact that, that we don't see the fact that we're 12 days players. in on these protests and the protests are only getting bigger and everyone's involved mm -hmm. in every major city around the world, not just mm -hmm. in the U S people yeah. around the world. I'm going to goosebumps. Right I'm now. in a small neighborhood in Rhode Island and there's a protest in my town. Yep. There's people standing on the streets with signs, just holding them up, waving my cars, driving by. 
Yep. To see the we're getting off topic off topic from games, but I think it's an important discussion to have. But to see that the Minneapolis police department is disassembling the police department. They're saying we've tried mm-hmm. over the many years to reform our police department, and it looks like there's just no way to do it. They are going to a police free city. And they're like, we don't know how it's going to work, but it's clear that people in our community do have ideas and we're listening to them. And how do we go forward without police in Minneapolis? That's amazing. That's, they say without police. Without police. Yeah, they're, they're getting rid of the Minneapolis Police Department. Wow. Wow. That's going to be very interesting to see play out. Let me see if I can find their, the quote that they had. Yeah, I would like to see that. Um, it's... Wow, that's a huge, huge change. And I think, like, in response to this, it's something I wanted to kind of, like, mention as well. Like, when there's a huge movement like this and a huge change like this and people are going to be, and companies especially are going to be doing things differently, I think that we need to be open to people who have the right intentions but maybe did the the wrong thing mm-hmm. in their attempt to make something better and i think we need to be very open with our communication and give feedback if something was said that or uh, implemented uh, a change implemented from a company that maybe wasn't as fruitful as that company wanted it to be and really just having that feedback having that discussion because if we can keep this momentum going with positive reinforcement on how to better this issue that's going to make the, the biggest difference so the, the, the police thing that makes me think like that is something that will be figured out over time i don't think that their first iteration of a no police I guess climate they're going to have to make adjustments to that I'm sure but it's really cool to see extreme bold changes like that occurring I think it just shows how serious people are about changing this yeah I can't I can't find the exact quote right now but there are headlines all over Twitter Minneapolis City Council votes Mm -hmm. to dismantle the police department vows to replace it with a community based public safety model That's insane. That's insane. Yeah, I really do feel like this This time it's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anyone else is out there, I, I know I felt this way at first. And um, if you don't know what to do, like I felt like this is all really shitty. What can I do? Maybe for some reason or another, you can't go out and protest uh, or you feel like you can't donate money to any cause. There are things you can do. It all starts with education. You can go out and you can read. There are so many places out there where you can find recommendations of books to read and podcasts to listen to and movies to watch. There are all over like Apple Music and iTunes and things like that. There are movies being highlighted. There are movies being made free, like Just Mercy, to talk about injustice in the judicial system. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do that. Any amount of money and donations are uh, really, uh, really, really helpful, whether it's $1, $50, $100, however much you have. Um, one thing I would also recommend that you be conscious of, this is something that if you're not black, might be hard, might not be something you ever thought about, is keep in mind your black friends, your black family members, your black loved ones, and work to make sure you're educating yourself and not putting the responsibility on them to educate you because it, it I, I've heard from a couple people like it can be exhausting and tiring to always be the person to have to make sure white people and uh, people of other colors are came, keeping abreast of the situation and what's important, things like that. Take it upon yourself to do research and then share that knowledge with others. Don't make it your black friend's responsibility to educate yourself. But of course, talk to them. Make sure that they are feeling supported and let them know that you're there to help in any way that you can. 
Uh, this is just... I love seeing all the love that we have from the Blackout Tuesday, from all the things in the game. It's all amazing, and I love it. And I hate that it had to happen this way, but I, I'm really hopeful for whatever's going to come of this. Yeah, move through the momentum. The momentum is is going. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I Dusty from Shouting in Place podcast, which I was just on this week, but it's airing next week, I think. Um, we first of all, we talked about this, but he brought up something really good that I think you can do if. Donating money is really tough. Kind of you're talking about, like, what's the, you know, things you can be doing. There is, and I'll find the link, and I'll put it in the show notes, is a YouTube video, essentially, that you just let it run. It's an hour long. Oh, the yeah. advertising revenue goes directly towards um, helping and Black Lives Matter groups and, and associated groups. So he had something you wanted to add on that said oh yeah so like if you let it run you might every once in a while it's like an hour long but after it runs the first time you need to like quickly just play and start five youtube videos then go back to that one that way they don't they think you're actively watching the video so that you the gotcha. revenue actually goes to them if you let it run for like five hours youtube will just think you're not watching it even though it's running so they won't send the advertising revenue gotcha so keep keep that in mind but i'll put the link in the in the show note so yeah, so that is a positive uh, change in society, hopefully, and I'm glad that the our industry could be a, a you know a positive, I guess, force in that that change. So that's cool. Chad, do you want positive? What's positive? Playing games, games like good, like game on game show. I was wondering, like, how are we going to transition out of this? into game on game show in an effective way and you you handled it pretty well game on game show the game on our gaming show we play a game called game on on our game show and it's game 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 this week is video game would you rather that's right ladies and gentlemen it's been a bit it's been a bit but it's back we have three would you rather scenarios centered around video games and we just have to figure out what how what we would do so hold it I'm going to start with the completely normal and grounded, and we'll, as always, grow to be more and more weird. The first one. (laughs) This has three options. Okay. Would you rather... So would you rather or rather, basically? Would you rather... Dan rather? Would you rather pay list price for the next-gen consoles... And have them be compatible with mo- with the most popular games from previous generations. That being Microsoft's Xbox com- backwards compatibility, where it has a handful of Xbox original games, a lot of the Xbox 360 games, and all of Xbox One. Like that's the situation. PS5 will be backwards compatible yeah. with the most popular PS4 games. Would you rather that as option one? You pay whatever price they say, or would you rather pay a hundred dollars more on top of that? To make it fully backwards compatible with everything from all time. So whether Microsoft has chosen to make it backwards compatible or not, it works. In PlayStation 5, all PS1, 2, 3, and 4 games work on it. As well as PSP, PS Vita, all of those things. That's option two. You pay $100 more than list price for that. Or, number three, you pay $100 less than list price. And you can only play specifically next-gen games. List so price for the current the strategy. Hundred dollars mm-hmm. more for complete next gen, or for complete backwards compatibility, or hundred dollars less for only next gen. 
it won't be the no backwards compatibility option just because of like you barf for example being able to go back and play older games it's kind of important to what we do mm-hmm. so that has to be an option and then from there it really depends on it depends on what is meant by popular like is that the top 100 sold games um in the ps4 generation and for every like xbox generation they're included like it depends on what that means when i say most popular games that means anything yeah. that they are currently committed to making sure that they run on ps5 so it's, it's their exact current strategy which which, which they say it will be the top 100 ps4 games and we're working on thousands more but for launch so like chances yeah. are if there's a game you want to play from ps4 it's gonna work but it's not 100 percent guaranteed you know i i think that I'm going to take the $100 more for full backwards compatibility. And here's the reason. If you told me in 2008, hey, there's this developer named From Software. They've made some cool games like, um, like was it Armored Core and Kingsfield? You should realize Kingsfield them? I think it is. We'll no just clue. say it is. You should play those games. They're really good. And they'd be like, eh, no thanks. But then Demon Souls comes out, and then you know Dark Souls comes out, and Bloodborne comes out, and Sekiro comes out. I'm kind of thinking, hmm, I kind of would like to see what Armored Core was like and what Kingsfield was like because those are older games that that I can go back and and see how that developer evolved by by playing it. But that wouldn't have been one of the most popular games of that that generation, maybe because at the time it, it wasn't. What's that next from software that's going to make me go, huh, maybe I should go back and play that game that I never would have ever considered before because they didn't release that awesome new game until this generation. And to me, that's worth $100. I think I would pay the $100 extra as well. I'm I'm conflicted because I've always like the the thing I've always heard from people is like don't sell your hardware don't sell your hardware so I, ha- I still have my PS3 in the closet under a blanket on a tiny shelf above my shoes because one day I might want to go back and play a PS3 game and I can't play that on my PS4 right now but like if the PS5 literally could play anything that I wanted from any of those generations and it's easily accessible on the PlayStation Store maybe I wouldn't want to keep that hardware. Maybe I wouldn't have to keep that in it because then I would have a PS4 sitting on top of it as well. Like, that could be dope. That could be dope. And for $100, of course, that's like, for these things, it's like maybe twice what the tax will be on them anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would I would go $100 more for full backwards compatibility. And when I think about something like Microsoft too, I remember on the 360, <clears throat> Oh no, sorry, it was on, yeah, it was on the 360, and they were nope, that's a lie. It was on the Xbox One. And they were like, oh yeah, it's fully compatible with a bunch of Xbox 360 games or a bunch of Nope, I lied. Scratch that. Xbox 360 was backwards compatible with a library of Xbox games. One of which was Dark Alliance 2, Baldur's Gate, that I freaking loved and I've adored. I've geeked out about it a little bit over the past few months on this podcast. But I remember putting that into the Xbox 360 and it loaded the game. You could see the game, but it ran like absolute trash. And to be able to, so knowing that that game, which I loved, is like not even a priority for them means that 
I would I would pay the, I would pay a hundred bucks just to play that game. Fuck it. Yeah. Just give me that game again. <laughs> I don't know. I still have my Xbox back home, so maybe I'll go get that and that game and just play it again. Anyway, would you play that game if it was on a Gear Mini or whatever they're called? Game Gear game Mini. Gear Mini. Game Gear Micro? No. I Micro. Would not. Right. No, I would no. not. Yeah, see? Now worth $100 then. <laughs> Next up, question number two. Would you rather have a permanent navigation arrow in your field of view that always points to where you're supposed to be going? Or have a disembodied voice that only speaks up to tell you you're going the wrong way? So it's either a always on arrow in your field of view that's pointing somewhere, yeah. or if you're just not going the way you're supposed to be going, they'll speak up and say, "Hey, where are you going? Turn around." So here, so what does this apply to? Is this just like is the is some universal force setting a list of priorities for me, including like bathroom to the point where like i'm gonna go grab my phone for a second because i'm about to go to the bathroom and the universe says no arrow has to point towards the bathroom even though or like disembodied voice starts saying don't go for your phone you have to go to the bathroom right now we're gonna start we're gonna start like specific westworld season three where it's not a fate type thing like everything is determined like they can predict Mm -hmm. everything you're going to do for the rest of your life and how you're going to die and all these kind of things just based on your past behavior and your social media and stuff like that but it's not necessarily like saying that you can't make that not happen. It's just predicting what you're going to do so well that it appears to always be pointing to where you need to go. Okay. So if it thinks that you're about to go to the bathroom, but you also want your phone, it might point back towards your phone. If it, if, if it thinks that's how you're probably going to end up sitting on the toilet anyway. Which, to be honest, if you go and sit on the toilet without your phone, you're a monster. <laughs> absolutely a monster yep. germs doesn't matter you're a monster oh, no. everyone knows phones can't contract yeah. germs duh <laughs> absolutely it's 100 percent scientifically accurate and you would know you're bill nye according to the, That's the right. chat here and <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the other option then um, is that you don't have anything intruding in your life unless you start to do something that kind of veers off that path yeah and that's what final I'm, fantasy 7 remake style that's With interesting to me because if it's if it's determining what I'm going to be doing, if it's like an AI predictive system essentially that says like, oh, you're going to go for your phone, I'm going to point this arrow at that phone that you've already decided you're going after and know where it is. It could be helpful if I've lost my phone and go, hey, I need to find my phone. I've I've lost it. Or like, I hey, I need to go to a friend's phone. house and I don't necessarily know how to get there, but the arrow will guide you on the streets. Yeah, but in those cases, I have GPS, so like I'm mm-hmm. kind of okay with that. So that will kind of be there with the disembodied voice as well. But if I start making a mistake in my life, the disembodied voice reminds me that actually sounds more useful than being reassured. I'd rather be told I'm wrong than reassured. So I'm going to go with that. Okay. I'm going to go for the navigation arrow because one, I, I don't think I could deal with the voice talking to me and telling me I'm going the wrong way because I would freak out like just walking down the street and I feel like it would happen rarely enough that when it did happen it would scare me like walking down the street <laughs> you're going the wrong way shut up and then I start looking like a crazy homeless person screaming at nothing mm-hmm. but I feel like I also couldn't concentrate when that thing was talking or what if I wanted to go the wrong way for some reason and then yeah. it wouldn't shut up while I was going just constantly saying recalculating recalculating <laughs> <laughs> but the permanent navigation arrow, if it's something that's always in my field of view, I feel like I could look at it when I need it, 
but I also feel like my brain could learn to tune it out and have it not be there. Like think about your nose. Your nose mm. is always obstructing your field of view, but you never really notice it until right now when I'm telling you to think about how your nose is in your field of view. And you're like, <laughs> you know, no matter where I look, my nose is fucking Actually, in- just What I was just thinking is, I really can't see my nose when I'm looking at Chad right now. <laughs> if I do that, I can see it. I can do cross-eyed look at I can like, see it. Like if you it. look straight ahead, you can't see your nose? If I think about it, if my I think- glasses are kind of like- I mean, it's like kind of there, but exactly. Like, but your brain, not, what your brain does is it takes the nose from this half, the nose from this half, and kind of just like deprioritizes it, so you don't realize it or don't notice it at all. And I feel yeah. like it could learn to do the same thing with that navigation arrow. But then when I need to be There's like, oh my god, my nose says, itches. Combine is images, there a... disregard that portion of image. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if I need to, if I'm like, oh my god, my nose itches. Is there a bug on it? I can look and see. No, there's not a bug. Or oh my god, I don't know where I'm going. I can look and see the arrow when I want it. But it's not necessarily something I have to notice 100 percent of the time. I guess like I like this idea of walking down the street and being like, "I'm going to go to McDonald's right now." And a voice goes like, "Hold in, don't go to McDonald's." <laughs> like, yeah, fuck, you're right. Like that's probably not a good idea. That sounds like it'd be very useful for me. Yeah. Nice. Side note: as like a a thing to keep me from ordering food, I started this like last week. Anytime that I go to order Taco Bell on on Postmates or, or DoorDash or whatever it is, and I I do this often where I'll go, I'll build my order, I'll go look at the summary page, and I'm like, is it worth $26 to get this delivered right now? <laughs> and sometimes I say yes, and sometimes they say no. But if I say no, if I have the willpower to say no, then I'm like, cool, I'll put $26 into my savings account now instead. Next My up. dad did that with uh, cigarettes. He was quitting smoking cigarettes, and mm-hmm. every time he didn't buy a pack of cigarettes, he put it into savings. He did the same there thing. You go. That's a good strategy. Yeah. Last question. Would you rather have ridiculously large, permanent, obnoxious wings? And when I'm saying ridiculously large, I mean like 30-foot tall wings. And they allow you to fly distances of 100 yards at a time. So you can fly about a length of a football field before you have to step down. Get ready, fly again. So you can fly, like, basically really long jumps. Or would you rather have the ability to fast travel anywhere you want, but it takes 30 days to cool down before you can use it again? Are you kidding? 100% that. That sounds amazing. But then you're trapped in whatever area that is for 30 days. Like, oh, man, I just want to go home and visit mom and dad. And bloop, I'm there. And they're like, fuck, what if I don't want to stay here a month? I would center my life around that, though. I would be like, okay, I'm going to find a job where I can work from anywhere. And then I'll be like, going to go to Guam. Bloop. And just like go to Guam. Guam. And then after 30 days. <laughs> what I don't know why I said Guam. of Guam? I've never thought of Guam in my no life. I have no idea. <laughs> but let's say I wanted to go there. And I could just work from there. And I could just go back in 30 days. Like, hey, I did a little 30-day excursion. Bloop. And I'm going to go somewhere else. That sounds great. It's supposed to like... God, sleeping so uncomfortable because he's giant fucking wings. (laughs) Every time I go inside of a door, I have to like awkwardly like fold them in. Like, nah, no thanks. No? Sorry, I can't go inside that building. My wings are just too large. (laughs) Or I can fast travel anywhere I want to. But you can fly. You can fly. It's only 100 yards at a time, but you can continually fly. It's not flying. It's floating with style. Okay, it's not the same. Falling with style. Whatever. Not the same thing. I think I would probably do the wings. 
It's just that. Plus, you just drink Red Bull. Just drink Red Bull. You're right. What am I fucking thinking? Drink Red Bull. That should be the third <laughs> option. No, I, I can't think of anywhere that I would want to be for 30 days. I've been in this apartment for three months and I hate it. But 30 days, I can't think of anywhere I'd, be able to, I'd want to be for 30 days straight. I guess. It's okay. That's life. That's life is finding a place to be for the rest of your life. Maybe I hate life. <laughs> Who knows? That's it for Game on Game Show, and that's it for episode 164 of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you so much for listening to us. We love you, you silly, silly, sexy, lifelong friends. If you want to support us, again, go to the description, click on our YouTube links, hit subscribe. Uh, if you want to go to patreon.com slash Fire, get that dope wallpaper, as well as any of the previous year's wallpapers as well. And uh, everyone play Alan Wake. It's on Game Pass. You can buy it on Xbox as well if you don't have Game Pass. That's it. Until next week, <clears throat> here's our usual sign-off. That's the war boners call. That means get ready, Dallas and Matt. We're about to bone. <laughs>